0: Hey guys, welcome back to Book Life. This is episode two of season two. And as always, I'm super excited about the episode today. I have a parent that's gonna be on here. And actually, it was a suggestion from one of my students who um, I asked them for a bunch of ideas. And she's like, well, why don't you have parents on or can, you know, talk about things they're doing to give other parents tips to help their kids be readers. So I thought it was a fantastic idea. And so that's what I did. So I have Brittany on, and she has kids of all different ages, actually, from you know, younger elementary, second grade, I think, up to ninth grade, just starting high school. And she just talks about some of the things that she did to help encourage them to be readers and still be readers as they're older and get her younger ones more into reading as well. So I hope that you find some tips, some tricks. Um, School's starting back up. We all want to get our game on right and help our kids. Do the best they can do at school and we all know reading's important, but it's so, so, so hard to get them excited about it, especially these days. I find myself, you know, wanting to be online or watch something instead of read a book. So it's a challenge. I hope you'll find something helpful for you and your family, your readers, your young readers in your house, and that it will be a good episode for you. I did want to mention, which I think I might update this on every episode from now on, that my daughter Abby from episode one of this season, she said that she finished the three books of um, the Summer I Turned Pretty series. Well, she has since then also finished another book. So she's now up to four, and I'll be seeing her tomorrow, actually. Well, not tomorrow by your day, but from when I'm recording this. And I'm going to give her some suggestions and she'll pick another book. So I'll keep you updated on her reading status since, you know, I'm just so proud of her for getting back into it and I'm really excited. So I want to share the news with all of you. So anyway, here we go with the episode and I hope you enjoy it. Share with some friends, pass the word along, people who could maybe use some good tips. Here we go. welcome. Thank you. Thank you for uh, providing us the space to do this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, during the summer it's hard for me to kind of find locations, so I appreciate. If you'd like to plug where we're at, you can. Oh, I would
1: love to do that. Okay, so we are at 101 West Main Street. This is Lakeland Family Church. We are a church plant in Lakeland. Um, We've been in this building about a year, and um, we've been at church just short of four years. So Highland Park helped to launch us back in October of 2018. So Very cool, very cool. Visit us Sunday mornings at ten.
0: Yeah, it looks cool. Um, I mean, we're in the children's room right now because it has the best sound acoustics. So that's where we're at right now. But So good for you. Yeah, thank you. All right, so we're talking about parenting, kids, reading, raising readers, all that good stuff. Yes. So first I want to ask, did you grow up a reader?
1: I did. So um, I think my mom really made sure of that from a very young age. um, I can first memories are her reading to me at night, every night without fail, um, so I really think she instilled that in me.
0: Do you think, only because, since we're talking about raising readers and time periods are so much different, that, I mean, what else did she do to incorporate that, just reading to you and just kind of getting you interested in books early? So
1: I remember from a very young age, like three, four, five, we didn't have a car, and she would walk to the library with me, Wow. Um, and we that was something we did every week. We walked to the library, and so... Um, that was definitely something that got me interested in reading reading to me um again a different period so we didn't i wasn't like watching youtube or right <laughs> i wasn't scrolling tiktok or anything like that so um you know books were kind of what we did and i had a little bit of unique upbringing um after fifth grade we uh, traveled the country in an airstream um and so we would be in the car for eight, ten hours driving from one you know campsite to the next and so there wasn't much else to do but read um so I spent a lot of time reading
0: yeah so you can read in the car
1: I can I could then I cannot now I wish that I could uh I still try and yeah. regret it
0: but <laughs> yeah I just did the other day I kind of read out loud and I was like oh yeah I did one chapter that's enough I saw this thing on Instagram it said my superpower is being able to read in read the car It's like that is a superpower it
1: really is <laughs> a talent because um yeah, I definitely can't do it now. but And then I was homeschooled for middle school, so a lot of time was spent reading Right um, for the curriculum.
0: Yeah. Um, I actually couldn't read in the car then. I can a little better now, but again, I don't do it because it doesn't make me feel great. So, <laughs> um, Do you feel that being a reader impacted you?
1: I do. So I, I really kind of live by that quote, and I don't know who said it, but um, not all readers are leaders, but all leaders are readers. And, um, I just think there's so much knowledge available to us out there and like, we have to take advantage of that. And that's not just from a Google search, you know, there's books about anything you could want to learn about. And I just can't imagine not taking advantage of that opportunity that we have. I don't know if you, have you ever been to Epcot? Oh yeah. And, um, you're right. So I'm going to
0: confess though, it's more about the, uh, food, but go ahead. (laughs) Yes.
1: We like to eat around the world. Um, (laughs) at the, what is that ride called? Spaceship Earth. Um, oh, yeah. And they're like, when their first books are being made, like, I still get chills every time I ride that ride. I'm like, look at the books! Like, that's <laughs> so cool that we have that opportunity. Um, because it wasn't always that way. Right.
0: And just to, yeah, invent a language and a way to put it on paper and yes. then make publications. and that's fascinating. And yeah. Yeah, and that we actually still do it today, even though...
1: Digital
0: era. Yeah, I mean, there's so many people that still actually prefer to read true books which I have to I can't yeah I don't do the digital thing so that's cool all right um do you think being a reader affected then how you have raised your kids and
1: I do I do so I have three um 14 almost 10 and a 7 and um you know I think them being readers is very important to me and almost to the point that um I wanted them so I didn't grow up like reading the classics and stuff Um, and so I wanted that like I wanted my oldest Savannah to like be reading like literature and like you know all of the things Um, and so I I maybe put a little bit too much pressure there initially (laughs) Um, so I kind of just had to learn to find what they like and let them read that it doesn't matter truly what they're reading as long as they're reading right Um, and then you know I've been in school on and off for probably most of my adult life in nursing school. Um, and so reading for fun was kind of a concept that I lost. Yeah. And so, you know, things like SSYR books or. AR books, you know, I I felt like I was really drilling those things hard for them, and I kind of had to learn, and those things are great, so kids, make sure you're reading your SSYR books. (laughs) Because they are really cool books. They are really cool books, um, but if it's not something that your kid can relate to, and you keep pushing that, I feel like you're more closing the door for them wanting to read, as opposed to finding what they like, and just letting them read that.
0: Yeah. So, did you, you wanted to push the classics? Because you didn't read the classics.
1: And I just I just felt like, you know, people like are always like quoting books or quoting movies and I am just that weird homeschooled kid who has no idea what anybody's talking about <laughs> all of the time. And so I didn't want that for them. Like I wanted them to be this like these well rounded people who, you know, were well read and um, and maybe they'll want to be that for themselves. Right. But I don't think that I have to push that on them.
0: Yeah. Did you share books that you did read and that you did like though? Like did you try to push some of those?
1: I did. So uh, my middle daughter now is really um, really invested in the babysitter's club.
0: Wait does she read the graphic novels or the actual novels?
1: So I am not a fan of graphic novels. Me neither. And something about them I feel like is cheating. I don't know what it is and it's not. It's a book and it tells a story. So we have a deal that um, she reads one graphic novel and then she has to read, I call it a real book. Graphic novels are real books too. Yes, they are. Um, Graphic
0: novel and text novel. Let's call them that.
1: So she has to, she can read a graphic novel, but then she has to read like a text book. And then I get her the next series, the next book in the series from the graphic novels. So she's finished all of the graphic novels and now she's going back and reading the text versions.
0: Oh, that would be cool. I would like mm-hmm. to talk... Actually, I would like to talk to her. I mean, I know she's kind of young, but, like, how does she, how do they compare for her? Because, typically, I don't think a lot of kids do that. Mm-hmm. The You know, once they read the graphic, they're done.
1: She's been really enjoying
0: it. So, so. that's cool. I actually, I was at... I think I was at Barnes & Noble. I don't remember. I was at a bookstore, and I saw the whole, like, maybe not the whole set, but the big set of Babysitter's Club, and it was the actual texts. Yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't even know they still <laughs> sold these. I thought they were graphic novels now, because I was... I was obsessed with those
1: yeah so we found them at the library they, they've had a good supply of them nice um, so she's on her second one I think over the summer and she's really been enjoying it so
0: good good okay well I'm gonna have to talk to her about the <laughs> both sets then uh do you read like some of their books and recommend to them or do they recommend books to you
1: that's something new for us um and it's been really fun and I would say that um Miss Anderson in the library at our school has really helped me with that. So I just finished *Ban* this book, um, which then pre-read and by I Alan didn't. Gratz. Yes, and now Savannah is reading, and I loved it. And again, I think it just goes back to learning to read for fun. Like I've always felt like I needed to read to learn something, and so I've always kind of hung out in nonfiction more so. Yeah. Um, and so learning, like just I could just pick up a book, and this could be fun. Um, and so now I'm reading Starfish, which I think you just read. I did. It was
0: emotionally evoking, had all the feels in it. Yes. Mostly anger.
1: third of the way through. So, um, yeah, so that's new for me. And then my oldest has always recommended books. She's a big history person. So we'll kind of trade back nonfiction, um, Code Girls. We read that one together. Let's see, what is she reading now? She's She just finished The Boy in the Striped Pajamas, and she's passing that to me. Um, so not typically something. I would say that's more new for us to kind of trade books. Right. But I do think that um, when they see me excited about a book, it makes them excited. Um, but not just their books. So my, my youngest is, I would say, maybe a little bit of a later reader. Uh, he's going to be going into second grade, and he just wants to read a chapter book like he sees me with my big books he calls them and he sees his sisters and I see him just come and like look at my book and like look at it and he's just so intrigued by that so it's fun to just see him be curious about reading even though it's not been easy for him he's still really curious about it. Good. That was all
0: try um, What other ways did you uh, did you read to them and also how oh, you incorporated reading when they were younger? Yes,
1: yeah, So um, you know, started off really strong with the firstborn. Read to her every it's night. It's always the firstborn, always, um, <laughs> and she is most. She really loves to read still. Um, so we we read at night. Um, the other thing I really try to do is just make books available, not just like at home, but we try to. Um, there's You can sign up to, if your kids are, I believe, in elementary school, receive a book every month through Scholastic for free. Really? Um, I'll have to get you the link for it. Maybe you can put it in in the information. But um, So they get a new book. The younger two get a new book in the mail every month. And so what we try to do is swap those out in the car um, so that, you know, when we are stuck in the drive-thru or stuck waiting for something, there's a book that they can pull. Um, And then going to the library has been really – helpful and fun and just to let them see what's out there. Yeah. Um and then uh we do buy a lot of books which I know is a, a big privilege. Um but I will say like Marshalls, my son is into the dog man series and mm-hmm. so I mean we can find those for like 5 dollars at Marshalls. Yard sales you can find books yep. super cheap. Um and so just making the books available to them I feel like has really helped. Um with the second born, read to her a lot as well. Um, but by the time the, the baby came along, it was more like, could you read to your brother? <laughs> um, but he and he still.
0: Yeah, siblings her. are good influence, too. I mean, they
1: are. Yes. And then we have um, maybe just in the last month have started a like a family devotional at night. Um, that is, like, science-based, so oh. they really love that, and they're asking for that every night, which is fun and refreshing for me to see them really excited for it. And it's not like, oh, are you are going to read me that book again? <laughs> so <laughs> it's really nice. Um, but, yeah, I think the biggest thing is just making books that they enjoy available yeah.
0: to them. Yeah, I do like the library thing, which I know isn't as cool these days, plus the Lakeland Public Library is still being remodeled, but the kids yeah. section, luckily, is open yes. so but um, I when I my kids were little I actually even watched some kids so we every week tried to every week we went to the library mm-hmm. they got to you know pick up their books or whatever and if they had story time sometimes we stayed for that and then we went across the street and we fed the ducks mm-hmm. and yeah. then we got to go to McDonald's so it was like a yeah, whole it was event like the whole thing. yeah so it was something they actually looked forward to to doing and yes. then we had the huge stacks of books that they could you know because yes. I got as many as you know they wanted to Take home. Yes. My
1: husband and I have differing opinions. He's like, we're going to get two books. And I'm like, two books is going to last us like one day. He's like, but you can come back whenever you want. Um, But I'm like, get all the books.
0: Yeah, they're free. Yes. They're yeah. free.
1: And there, you could, it would take you so long to get through all the books in the kids' section. at the. Oh, yeah. They have such a good selection. And the librarians there, it's very nostalgic for me, are the same librarians that were there when I was a kid and my mom took me.
0: Um, See, I don't remember going as a kid other than like high school to do research or things like that but that's cool
1: it is really neat to still see those same people and they probably have no clue who i am but (laughs) it is like it's just a little bit of your childhood that's still there and that's that's something special about lakeland i think yeah um but yeah the library is such a phenomenal resource and the school libraries too i think a lot of times we really as parents don't take advantage of that resource um and you know your kids should be coming home with a book or two every week and sometimes i think we don't maybe recognize that or inquire about that right um, and follow up with them like what'd you get from the library this week yeah what are you
0: reading now what'd you get what other books they have you know and I believe parents can even check out books from the library at schools
1: I think so I
0: believe so I think I've um, at least in the past I know it was a thing I'm assuming it's still a thing yeah. So, um, But also, like, Goodwill, Salvation Army, places like that are good places to get books. Yes. Yard sales. Um, even, like, flea markets and stuff mm-hmm. sometimes will have books. I've seen a couple. I went to the old Oldsmar Flea Market, and there was this whole – I didn't realize the bookstore was in the flea market, but it was. Oh, wow. I had a ton of books. Like, a lot of them were, you know, a dollar. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were really good books. They weren't, like, all ratted out and everything. Yes. I've
1: always found good books at, at um, Goodwill.
0: Yeah. And then there's Inklings.
1: I not, but it used to be Book Bazaar, It used right? to be Book Bazaar. Yeah, like, That's I where there. I always
0: went when I was a kid because yeah. it was right down the street from my house and I would yes. like ride my bike down there and I absolutely loved going exchanging books mm-hmm. and getting new ones. So those are some places you can get books to make sure you have books um, available. Yes. All right, so Savannah's your oldest and you yeah. haven't had to keep really encouraging her to read, I guess, but do you feel like, you know, the others you might have to? I, so I think for Savannah,
1: you know, um, she was president of SSYRA Club, I want to say two years, and she was really serious about reading, um, and I think one of the things that helped with that is we always had a flexible bedtime, so it was like, oh, hey, you have to be in your bed by 8 o'clock. She's going to kill me that I said that. <laughs> um, but you can read as long as you want. Right. And so we moved last year, and um, let her have a TV in her room. And so th- I feel like that has really kind of been detrimental to her reading, and um, she still reads every day, and she um, she's going to be mad at me for this too, but she was reading in church the other day. <laughs> I looked over at her, and she just had her book open while the pastor was preaching. <laughs> and she's like, it's just in a really good part right now. I'm yeah. like, can you just maybe for like one minute put it away? Yeah, she,
0: I <laughs> um, mean, if she had the Bible in front of it. No, I'm kidding. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's bad.
1: So she uh, still is really, you know, excited about reading. I just feel like that kind of like sacred time at night. She's kind of lost to the TV. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely something that we will be aware of with the other two. Um, but with that, like, she still does love to read and is passionate about reading. Um, she mostly reads nonfiction, historical fiction sometimes. Um, and so for the other two, I think for my middle daughter, um, she's very much not going to do something because you told her to do it. So... It is this really balance of that book might be cool. You might like that book. Hey, yeah, you have to find those
0: subtle ways to make it her idea. Yes, yeah. it has to be
1: her idea. I've never so been good at that. You will not ever catch her reading an SSYR book just because simply someone has told her that she should. So she's not going to do that. Um, you know, things like AR tests. She she might have read fifty books last year. It doesn't want to tests. Just doesn't want to be told that she needs to to do that. So. Again, I think it's just that balance of letting her have reading for fun and trying not to push so much um, for those things. Because there is reading for fun, and there is, you know, reading that we have to do for our education. Absolutely. Um, And then for my youngest, it's just, um, you know, his his friends were at a little bit higher reading level than him, and so they were starting the Dogman series and um it was a little bit much for him and so it took a lot of patience on our part of sitting with him and you know every couple of words giving some reinforcement some encouragement but what we found was that he was still excited to read them even though they were a little bit above his reading level because my friends are reading those and I want to go to school and talk about them and you know he displays them all in his room now and so he's really excited about that so it's you know, sometimes I think we get so stuck in, you have to read this, these books in these levels, but if we can provide that encouragement and it makes them excited to read the book, then I think, and I'm not an educator, but then I think that's okay.
0: Yeah, well, I personally agree as well. Even in my classroom, I'm more about find a book you like rather than one that's on your level. Now, I will say some of them do want to go back to Diary of a Wimpy Kid Mm -hmm. and Dogman and some of that stuff, which is fine and great. I just don't want them to get stuck there. Right. So, you know, your son's in second grade and he's kind of reaching up to go to Mm Dogman. So I just don't want them to reach down too often because it's easy. But um, my daughter both of them actually the door just kind of opened a little oh, okay. like there was you know <laughs> someone on the outside but it's it's just your special magical <laughs> invisible friends here I guess um but my oldest I'm not sure if you I know you said you're catching some of the episodes but I had an episode where I was trying to convince her to read a book because literally she got to like middle school and decided she didn't like it anymore okay and she did actually read the book you know that I gave her and she asked for the next one and the you know, okay. new season, the first episode we talked all about her uh, getting back into those. But anyway, that's awesome. Social media, I feel like, and the television, like you said, has just been such a huge distraction. It's a distraction for me as well.
1: It is. It, and, and for me too. You know, I think the time that I used to read, I'm now scrolling. And yeah. so um, I, I tend to go in like spurts. I'll read 10 books and then I won't pick up another book for three months. Um, and then trying to work on that balance of like always having a book with me. Yeah. Even as an adult, it's yep. like if I have the book with me, I might be more likely to pick that up as opposed to picking up
0: my phone. Um, yeah, I've had to challenge myself. Like, I want to finish this the, this many books. Or mm-hmm. my thing is is that I actually have not watched television probably in since a couple months, at least two three months probably. Wow! Because I'm trying to read the books, and I end up like I'm um, trying to do Instagram to promote the podcast mm-hmm. more, and then you get sucked into it. Yeah. So uh, I guess I gave up television for instagram but um i did like that you said that you've kind of had to put in the work with your son to actually sit with him and Mm -hmm. read with him i think so often parents we think well they're learning to read at school that's their thing that they're doing like i don't you know i'm how am i going to help it i don't need to help them but if you sit with them and actually help them figure out the words and read with them and you know it actually does help tremendously
1: yeah i think you learn to read at school but i think readers are born at home really because if you're not encouraging that and and inspiring that and modeling that, right? So, you know, like I said with my youngest, like he sees me holding a book and he's curious about that and wants to see, you know, what am I reading about? Um, And I think that really just kind of drives them to want to read. And it does take, you know, I, I tell my husband all the time, I just want them to be kind people. And love Jesus and read. Like if those are the only three things they grow up learning to do, <laughs> that's fine. I don't care what they do with their life, you know. But if they're kind and and that's okay, you know. They don't have to, they don't have to have straight A's. They don't have to be the top of the class. But um, I think reading is so fundamental for our growth yeah. in so many ways. Um, but it does take a lot of effort. It does on the parents' part, and and maybe you don't always feel like doing it, but it's one of those things that like and you're not maybe not always see that reward right away you know it might be a couple years like you said with your daughter like you put the time in when she was young like she's going to come back around to
0: it eventually it just, it just maybe takes,
1: <laughs> it just takes time and consistency I think is really key um you know we're going to consist you read a book each night or yeah hey you can stay up another 30 minutes if you want to read right um and that makes you the cool parent too of like you know you have to go to bed but you can still
0: read. <laughs> Not sure all kids would agree with you on that. Because there are days I'm like, you know, hey Livy, you could read a book before you go she's past having a bedtime now anyway, but you know, and she's like, Uh yeah, well, no I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> I'd rather just go to bed. <laughs> yeah. That's she actually usually does read before she goes to bed at night, but yeah. Um so I'm just curious just because I am a teacher and I do teach struggling readers. Yes. Lots of them are boys. Yes. And your son Now that he's struggled some, do you fear that he will fall off
1: the wagon? You know, it is interesting to look. Uh, All three of mine struggled to read. And um, my oldest really got caught up in second grade. And uh, shout out to Ms. McCauley. (laughs) Because Ms. McCauley's amazing. (laughs) Yes. And so she started second grade as the lowest reading level in her class. And she finished as the highest reading level in the class like miraculous work there nice um and so then with my middle one it was first grade where she really got the hang of it and so i've i've told my husband like i'm not too worried yet let's get him into second grade and he and he's reading you know he's reading um so the difference that i see though is just kind of not that um there's not as much desire to just pick up a book with the boys, yeah, and I—I I don't know if that's just because boys are more, you know, adventurous at times and will, wanting to like go and busy, busy, just busy and want to be doing different things. And so, you know, we have a lot of books that are like Minecraft cheat codes or yeah. Pokemon. You know, I got on this book of like every Pokemon. I don't know what they're called. Are they just called?
0: Characters? characters people kind of I have no idea oh, that is not anything upset, that was ever I, in my house sorry we are
1: like <laughs> hardcore on the Pokemon right yeah. now um but you know it has all of their like strengths and weaknesses and like a little blurb about each of them and like is that something that I really want him to be reading like no I want him to read you know a chapter book front to back or I want him to read a series but if he's gonna sit and learn about his Pokemon right. and he's reading that's cool with me. Oh, so I think just finding things that, you know, again, finding things that they connect with, and maybe that is reading a book about Minecraft or Fortnite or whatever the cool kids are doing these days, that boys can relate to something else that they get joy from.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, whereas girls can get lost in a book easily. Um,
0: now I definitely obviously have my girls that don't, but I do tend to yeah. notice that boys tend to fall away from reading quicker. Are more likely than girls so yeah I try to get a lot of sports books I know over the summer I got a couple like um, Kobe Bryant and mm-hmm. Michael Jordan and they're they're little books but they've got like a lot of info in there so so yeah anything that keeps them interested I agree with that um, so that's kind of my last thing is do you have any specific advice or recommendations or anything for kids because actually this whole episode was one of my students ideas I asked for like suggestions and all and she's like well why don't you have you know parents or you know some tips for parents so that they can Mm -hmm. help encourage their kids so for the kids and for the parents.
1: I think that you know the thing that has been most impactful for us is creating space for reading so you know making sure there is a time where the devices are removed every day and that gets harder as they get older but I just think it gets more necessary and I think too as our kids get older we start to think you know maybe around that teenager time frame that we don't need to do a lot of like day to day stuff they're kind of like doing their thing you know they made their own cereal they got themselves ready but I think that's when they need us like even more you know they need us to really show up for them then and really be invested then and what did you learn in class today and what are you what are you reading And, oh, hey, you're interested in World War II, let me get you a book about that and really listening, um, which is something that I struggle with a lot is listening. But I think when we um, invest more time in in that teenager space, um, we're going to kind of see the fruit of our labor more because they tend to... Like I said, they just seem like they don't need it. But I think they just need it that much more. Yeah, and they're very
0: resistant to it.
1: Very resistant.
0: Very resistant.
1: <laughs>
0: very resistant. Can I repeat? Can I repeat? Very resistant. <laughs> Doesn't mean very they don't resistant. secretly really want it. <laughs> and I don't
1: think they know how to ask for it either right. is the thing. And so we just think that, like, oh, they're doing good because they're cruising along and they're they're not asking me for anything. But... I don't think so much that they know how to ask at that yeah. that point. Or do they even they know that they need it. They need. Exactly, yes. exactly. They're yes. totally
0: not developed. They have no idea what they need or don't need. And they think they know everything. Yes. And that they don't need us at all. But
1: And they they do still at that point need us to set boundaries for them as far as screen time. And, you know, you know maybe you're seeing certain behaviors that you didn't see before. And that correlates to them downloading TikTok. You know, like I think there are just so many things that we have to really look at them they're like a toddler you know they're seeing the world in a whole new way with social media and all of these things and when we can really analyze that and kind of analyze their behaviors and things like that and not just take that away you know because it is a digital world and we have to learn how to navigate that but help them to navigate that safely right and then also know that you know hey you can because I think sometimes social media is just an escape from reality for us but you can do that in a book, yeah, I was too. fixing to say, that's what a book's supposed
0: to be. I mean, you can
1: see the whole world in a book. And yeah. so, you know, helping offer that alternative in a way, like you said, it, it's it's almost like this secret mission of, like, let me just set this book here. Yeah, I'll leave it, it out. out. <laughs> you know, and, and then maybe a week later you see they've picked it up. Um, it's just knowing, knowing your kids, really, I think, yeah. and knowing what they connect with and really seeing them and hearing them. And like I said, that's something I really struggle with is listening um i want to know everything that's going on but i don't ever shut up long enough to hear well what about this what about that what happened in third or you
0: or yeah you you hear the one thing and then you're moved on to the next thing because you want to know it all but then you don't retain it my daughter gets so mad at me but you don't even remember what i said i do remember i just don't remember every detail about it like i know so and so was there but i just don't remember you know what all y'all did yes yes
1: (laughs) and with the social media it's so true for us too you know if they're You know, I think we have, I try to have a rule in the car. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to get to do pickup. And so it's very important to me that when they're getting in the car, I'm not on the phone, not talking to somebody, not scrolling. And I don't always do well at this. Sometimes I do fail, but I feel like you have like that 15-minute window, especially with the teenagers in the car to hear about their day, about what happened to them, about their highs and their lows. And if you miss that, it's not going to come back around. Yeah. So it's just really kind of setting those boundaries for yourself too. of Like, hey, let me hear where they're at today because maybe they did have a rough day, but I didn't take the time to hear it. So then when, later when I'm like, hey, turn off your TV and read a book, it's not going to be received well because something happened in six period between right. two friends and now they're really upset with each other. But I didn't catch that because I was too busy on my phone. Yeah. And so I think it's so much about setting boundaries for ourselves too.
0: So it's just that, balancing it all. Like, it for so us, balancing the social as well. And yes. then, I mean, I know I'm a little older, but, you know, we didn't have these. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't even get a cell phone until I was 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Smartphones didn't come out until I have no idea how old I was. But I was an adult and had children already. So mm-hmm. just learning how to balance it all and then being able to help them balance. Because, like, my thing is telling you know, I just, just turn it off. You don't even need it. But... They, mm-hmm. they, not that they need it, but it's part of their world and part of their life. So. It is,
1: you know, and just helping them navigate it health, in a healthy way means we have to navigate it in yeah. a healthy way. And, you know, my husband likes to read e-books, and, and there's something we go back and forth on. He's like, well, I'm still reading, and I'm like, I know, but I feel like all they see is your phone in your hand. And so, like, with the Bible, I'm like, can't you just put, like, a real book behind your phone <laughs> so that they
0: see <laughs> the put real put your phone mark. in the book and
1: look like you're reading something. <laughs> look like you're reading because they want to imitate us and they want to model us. Even, even the teenagers do. Yeah. Um, they would never probably admit that, but they want to do what we're doing and they want to be like us. And so... You know, if all they ever see is us with our phone or us watching TV,
0: then... And I feel like sometimes um, I also want to encourage my kids, you know, well, hey, find a phone, you know, a book online, you know, that yes. you can read online or whatever, which is great if mm-hmm. that's what's going to get you into it because it's on your phone. My only fear is then are they actually, like, focused on it reading it or are they flipping back over to mm-hmm. something else? But I don't believe that everybody has to have... A book. I prefer books, mm-hmm. but, I mean, if you're truly reading a book and it's, you know, digital's the way for you... Make that work, then by all yeah, means. Yeah, and
1: I think, you know, like audiobooks can be great. You know, we've, we've talked about we just can't, we spend a lot of time in the car. And so I'm like, hey, we should pick a series like Harry yep. Potter and listen to it while we're in the car, you know, but we can't, we all have differing opinions. We yeah. can't seem to, it's hard to agree <laughs> on a series. um But, you know, just finding those different avenues where they can connect with reading and, you know, Man, turn on the closed captions when you're watching TV. Like, yeah. if I have them on, I can't help but read them.
0: Um, I, Me too. My daughter, like, leaves it on the TV. I'm like, how do you do that? Turn that off. She's like, why? It's not bothering me. I said, but I have to, to read them. It. Like, I'm not paying attention to any of that. Even though I can hear what they're saying, Yeah, I have to read it. Yeah, same thing. Yeah.
1: I think it's just about how we model, you know, so much of what they learn is just modeling our behavior. Yep. And, and that's that's a good reminder for me too of you know how often are they seeing me with a book in my hand versus seeing me with my phone in my hand
0: right and then picking out books that they like just finding things that interest them and letting them read what they like they want to read yeah make
1: reading fun because i think we and and i think you know the the school board too has you know of course standards that we need to meet in these things and so i think so often reading just becomes a chore sure Yep. the thing it's we another have to assignment do for, for this class you know I have to meet my AR goal and and you know teachers do a great job of incentivizing those things and all of those things but they're always going to be those kids who enough yeah this is something that I'm being told I have to do and they don't ever I mean even myself still as a 31 year old person trying to figure out the reading is for fun not just for learning um, help them to learn that at a younger age because I think that's what will keep them coming back. Finding things that, you know, helping them navigate the library because... And we were organizing the library. There's so many books in there, I had no idea were in
0: there. Yeah, and they get lost, and they don't know how to pick them out. They
1: don't know how to pick them out, and that's where we really have to be their kind of advocate in that sense of, like, okay, you really like this series? I'm going to take 10 minutes, and I'm going to research what is, like, this series so that I can get you interested in another book series. Yeah. And, oh, my goodness, it has 12 books. You know, you're set for the next exactly. couple months. Like, that's exciting to find for them.
0: Yeah, that's one of my um, goals over the – that was my goal. So I have this huge stack of – like, I try to read as many books in my classroom library – but also as well as if they recommend a book or they say a book's good, just so that I can kind of connect with them and then I can yeah, recommend it to somebody else. Because yeah. I I kid you not, if I've told them that I've read it and I kind of know what it's about, it makes a huge it, world of difference. Yeah. yeah, So, yeah. I
1: think that's huge too is, um, you know, when when the librarian, Miss Anderson, was like, oh, you should read this book, and it's a fourth grade level, I'm like, How am I gonna, what am I going to read this book for? You know, I'm not going to get anything out of this. I loved the book. Yeah. I loved it so much. And so, you know, I think sometimes again even as an adult with the reading levels I'm like oh that book's not for me all books are for you yep. when you're an adult yeah. I recommend that a
0: lot when I have people who don't like my daughter you know the book she's reading is more of a young adult book and mm-hmm. she's you know 22 so it's not like she's far out of that range but you know I'll tell people adults young adult middle school yes. who cares who I cares? mean if you're not reading mm-hmm. anything and then you're going to read the story because for me the whole purpose of reading is to get emotion and experience mm-hmm. and um, empathy out mm-hmm. of books so, I don't care what, I mean, again, I don't want them regressing back, especially when they're still learning and they're still in school. I don't want them regressing too far back to, you know, Dr. Right. Seuss days and that's all they'll read. Right. But.
1: But as adults, how much more can we relate to them? Like you said, when you can tell the kid, I've read this book, like, yeah. that shows them that not only are you interested in reading, but you're interested in what they're interested in. Yeah. And I think that goes a long way for connection and getting them motivated.
0: Well, hopefully we gave them lots of I hope so helpful tips and can encourage more reading. And I thank you very much for sharing your space and your yes, time. Of course. All right. Well thank you. Thank you. I want to first thank Brittany for taking the time to do this. It she had so many good ideas and really just works hard at trying to make sure her kids are are reading and I think that's amazing in some ways I wished I'd have known some of her insight when my kids were younger and I could have done maybe a little better job as well I hope you found something you know beneficial to you that you could use for yourself your kids you know family and I just thank you so much for turning another page with us and always rate it follow it like it leave a review, tell me something good that I'm doing. That would be wonderful. And I'm on Instagram, booklife32776. Um, I, I, I think I'm still working on that website, but we'll see. All right. Thank you guys.